Hey, it's good to see you today. Welcome to our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas. I'm pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and uh, we are officially into the New Testament. And uh, one of the things that's going to kind of be a little bit challenging um, as we are trying to do this in a chronological order, um, we're going to read, you know, from lots of different spots in the in the Gospels. Um, it's it's going to kind of jump around. Um, and so just kind of hang in there. Um, I, I try to do, you know, three to four chapters um, each uh, episode. Um, we're, we're, again, this is not going deep into this. It's trying to give a bigger picture. Um, but, uh, but I really think this will be very beneficial and very interesting uh, as you kind of look at uh, the story of, of Jesus Side by side, as we go through the, the Gospels, we'll see kind of the different perspectives that are there. Remember, we talked about last time how these are not a what you would consider as a biography, like a historical biography. Um, these are um, sermons. They're telling about the message of Jesus to specific audiences, and, uh, and they each kind of take a, a little bit different uh, take um, and sometimes record different historical events that happened. Um, but some record them, some do not. Um, so we'll, we'll enjoy going through that together. But as sometimes we're, we're going to be pieces of this chapter and pieces of that chapter. Uh, so just hang in there. Um, and I, again, I just encourage you to continue to read along, uh, read for yourself as we uh, continue our journey through Scripture. So uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, Luke chapter 3 and 4. Um, Matthew chapter 3 and 4, part of John chapter 1, and Mark chapter 1. And so the last time we kind of went through the birth narrative um, and and how now we're at the point, remember the only real thing that happened between the birth of Jesus and his the start of his ministry um, was whenever he went to the temple uh, and, and his uh, parents lost him and he, they found him at the temple. Um, so now we get to the, the beginning of his ministry. One of the things that's kind of interesting, um, you're, you're looking at a time frame of around between 26 to 28 AD um, is when Jesus would have started his ministry. Um, we for sure know at that, uh, at that point um that uh, historically, throughout through documents outside of the Bible, uh, we know that um, Pilate was uh, was there in uh, Jerusalem. He was the Roman procurator or governor of Judea from twenty six to thirty six. Caiaphas was the high priest uh, from eighteen to thirty six. Um, so you know the the historical record um, matches. Uh, obviously, uh, but but many people will try to discredit you know the Bible on historical standards at times. Uh, but the historical standard actually backs up um, Scripture and that who was governor and who was high priest. Um, these things were uh, were happening uh, in the right timeline. And so what what we have is a, a, a little bit of John's ministry here. So. So John the Baptist, remember we talked about uh, him, that that is Jesus' distant uh, cousin between Mary and Elizabeth. Um, he begins going out and preparing the way, um, preparing the people for the coming Messiah. Um, I, I want to, you can read in, in each uh, 
gospel talks about uh, John. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, um, it talks about John. Uh, he's, his message is repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right? So, so he was calling the people into repentance to confess their sins, um, to turn back uh, to God and prepare themselves for the Messiah. Now, John was an interesting guy. It talks about how he ate bugs and honey and clothed himself in camel's hair. And uh, so he, he was kind of, you feel like an eccentric kind of guy uh, back then. But he also wasn't popular at all. And, uh, and you know, the gospel of John kind of has he and Jesus doing a few things together. Um, but And then the synoptic gospels kind of indicate that it really it was pretty much after John's ministry came to an end because he was arrested that Jesus' Jesus's ministry fully began. Um, and, and so it's kind of a, a blurred timeline there exactly. But we know that it, it was about the time of John's uh, arrest uh, that Jesus' ministry uh, fully uh, took off. Um, but you can see why John is not popular. Um, in verse 7 of Matthew chapter 3, it says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to the baptism, Pharisees and Sadducees, those are the two kind of religious sects uh, that, that had a lot of power and influence um, within the, uh, the faith and how people related to God, and, and they wanted to keep that power. He said, brood of viper, vipers, who warned you to flee from the, from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Now, that's interesting. That is uh, a direct attack uh, if, if, to anyone who was comfortable just because they were born into uh, a, a lineage uh, that everything was going to be fine. Um, John is coming right after them, and he's saying, you are just as guilty, which they, of course, couldn't imagine because they were the innocent ones. They were the ones that were doing it right. They were the ones following all the rules, making all the rules, uh, because they were the righteous ones. Everyone else um, was not, and John was coming right up after them. And then he, and it's just a, a good lesson, and again, you hear Jesus uh with these lessons as well. Verse 10 of Matthew chapter three. And even now the ax is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which was, does not bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I and whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is, is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable, unquenchable fire. You know, you know, kind of one of the things that we try to deal with as we go through this, you know, we many times we simplify the Bible as, um, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament God is, is kind of that old school God full of vengeance and wrath and anger. And, uh, and we're kind of uncomfortable because, you know, we're civilized now. We live in 2023. We're, we're above all of that. Um, and, and in uh, the New Testament, we have this God that's just about love. And he cares about everyone and he just shows mercy and just gives you a big old hug no matter what. And that, that's kind of 
unfortunately, you know, that's a very simple explanation and a cynical explanation. I do understand that. Um, but isn't it interesting that the, the first sermon that we see in the gospel by John, um, he is saying that, that uh, Jesus will come and baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire and clean out the threshing floor, gather the wheat into the barn, but will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Um, he's calling for repentance. He's calling for change. He's calling for accountability. Um, and if you don't do that, right, God is merciful. He is loving. Um, he wants to restore. And, but if you do not repent, if you do not acknowledge what your sin is, there is a consequence to that too. Um, and so we, shockingly for some, the same God of the Old Testament is the same God that we see revealed in Jesus in the New Testament. Uh, it is not a change. Um, it is the same God. Um, you can continue, you can kind of see uh, the similarities about John. Uh, Mark chapter one uh, starts off just right, right into um, talking about John and preparing the way, making the uh, path straight. Uh, Luke chapter three uh, is similar to, to Matthew. Um, and he, he says the same thing about the uh, bearing good fruit. Uh, but he adds a little bit, uh, verse 10 of chapter three of Luke says, so the people ask him saying, what shall we do then? He answered, he who has two tunics, let him give to one who has none. He who has food, let him do likewise. The tax collectors also came to be baptized and said, teacher, what, what shall we do? He said, collect no more than what is appointed for you. Likewise, soldiers asked him saying, what should we do? He said, do not intimidate anyone or falsely accuse. Uh, be content with your wages. Right? So, so just practical ways of, of, of changing behavior. These obviously were normal behaviors. Um, and, and, uh, and Luke is uh, pushing back uh, against them or, or John is pushing back against them in what he is uh, teaching. Um, you have uh, John chapter one, verses 19 through 28 talks about uh, John the Baptist. Again, remember the gospel of John is not, that's not the same as John the Baptist. It's a different, different John. So um, the, but he is talking about John the Baptist being sent um, and, and how John the Baptist doesn't see himself uh, obviously as the Messiah puts a, a, a big uh, gap and transition there that he is just preparing uh, the way. Um, then you get to the baptism of Jesus. And, and this has sometimes caused controversy. Um, people say, well, why was Jesus baptized? Isn't that for repentance of sin? Well, clearly that is not why Jesus was baptized here. And they, they make that, that clear. Um, this baptism is, is a symbolic act um, of, of righteousness of, of, uh, of the importance um, of baptism as, a, as a, an outward sign that is uh, revealing who you believe, who you are going to serve. Um, so Jesus is, is doing that. Um, this is marked the beginning of his ministry. So in Matthew chapter 3, uh, verses 13 through 17, you see how uh, John baptizes Jesus. Um, it says, but uh, I, I need to be baptized by you, John, talking to Jesus, and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered him and said, 
Permit me to do so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And so he's doing what is right. It would have been normal for someone to be baptized um, and to, uh, to, to show who their allegiance is to. And so Jesus is going, going through those rituals. So the, the rituals are important, um, but they are definitely not the be-all, end-all. Uh, but this is a powerful moment that Jesus uh, is, is baptized, um, and uh, it's at this moment that he sees the Spirit of God descending like a dove, um, alighting upon him, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Right? So uh, Mark uh, chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, very, Mark is always very short and, and to the point. Um, same, same thing, that he uh, was, was baptized by John in the Jordan. He saw the Spirit descending upon him. Uh, Luke chapter 3, verses 21 and 22, um, when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized, and while he prayed, the heaven was open, the Holy Spirit des- descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and the voice came, said, you are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. Um, John chapter 1, um, verses 29 through 34, there in verse 32, it says, and John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending like from heaven like a dove, he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So John uh, the Baptist recognizing and seeing that Jesus is being baptized with the Holy Spirit, not so much with water, um, you know, that, that this is, that he is, uh, the true son of God. In uh, Luke chapter 3, verses 23 through 38, um, it, it talks about uh, Jesus' ministry, and it, it looks at the genealogy of Jesus uh, from Adam to all the way to, to Jesus. Um, Luke um, uh, says he, he started at about 30 years of age. That would have put Jesus or put the time frame around that 26 to 38. Remember, um, Jesus was probably born in 4 or 5 BC. Um, and uh, so that, that, again, all fits historically. Um, then we have the temptation of Jesus, a familiar story where Jesus goes out into the wilderness to prepare, and he is tempted by Satan. Uh, we see that in Matthew chapter 4, um, Mark uh, 1, 12, uh, th- and 13, um, he, just very, very short. It basically says he was tempted, uh, and then the angels ministered to him. Then Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, they have the same three temptations. Uh, they're just in a, in a different different order. Um, you know. But the, the three temptations, um, uh, one, uh, uh, this is in Luke chapter 3, um, uh, no, excuse me, chapter 4, verse 3. And the devil said to him, if you are a son of God, command these so- stones to become bread. Jesus answered, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of, the God, uh, of God. Right. So the devil is tempting him to use his power for selfish means. Um, then the devil then taking up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Uh, and the devil said, all this authority I will give you and, and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore you will worship before me. All will be yours. 
Jesus answered, get behind me, Satan. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. So what was Satan doing? Satan does have power um, in, in this world. And he was going to give that to Jesus. Well, Jesus has that power already won, ultimately. Um, but the way that Jesus's power is going to manifest is through him uh, going to the cross. That is how the power is going to come. So it's going to come through suffering. Um, and Satan was trying to give kind of a shortcut. Oh, well, why don't you just uh, take it from me? Um, and then you don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to go through that suffering. It'll be so much easier. You don't have to mess with all this ministry stuff. Um, I'll just I'll just give you authority over it if you submit to me. And of course, Jesus uh, rebukes him for that. Then he brings him to Jerusalem. Um, said, "If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down for here." Um, and Satan uses scripture. Right. And Jesus said, uh, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord, your God. Um, and, and so, again, just these tempting Jesus to um, use his power in other ways to not fulfill his calling. Um, that's what Satan is trying to, to tempt Jesus to do. He wants to derail this from the beginning. Um, Satan will use little bits of truth to confuse and to, to sow seeds of doubt, uh, we have to make sure that we are wise, that we are uh, rooted in scripture, and that we are putting our trust in God and God alone, um, not the powers of this world. All right, so uh, next we'll get into the, the calling um, uh, of some of the disciples, um, but we're gonna stay mainly in uh, John. So read the last part of John chapter one. You may have already read, read it, but we'll look at John chapter one, verses 35 through 51. And then we will read all the way through John chapter four. All right. So John one through four, um, basically for Tuesday. And then we'll get into Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, the calling of the disciples in them next Thursday. But for Tuesday, go John, uh, the end of John chapter one, and then two, three, and four. All right. Hope you have a great weekend. We will see you on Tuesday.